Bay Hills Community Church is pleased to have you with us for our Christmas morning services led by David Sauer, our pastor to students. We're challenged to look at our lives and, like candles, be the light of Christ in our world. Dave reminds us that we're called to be different, not just because of the season, but because of the reason for the season as we spread a little Christmas every day. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is one of my favorites as a kid, Yukon Cornelius. I used to do this thing with Yukon Cornelius. I used to call up people. I said, hi, my name's Yukon Cornelius from the Nielsen Rating Company. We'd like to talk to you about your television viewing habits. Now, I recommend no children do that, please. Um, But Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it's a wonderful life. Home Alone. Anybody like Home Alone? Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Chevy Chase and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right? Um... Die Hard. Yeah. Any Die Hard? Is that a real Christmas movie? Yes, I think so. Die Hard. I love that movie. There's a couple lines as a pastor I shouldn't like as much as I do um, in that movie. Uh, The the Grinch. Yeah, there's one person. (laughs) But believe it or not, in the top top ten, actually the number three movie of all time is Elf. It's become a classic. It has absolutely become a classic. So today we're going to play several clips that have to do with Elf. And uh, we just, you know, Elf is, if you have, has anybody not seen Elf in here? There's a few people. Wow. Elf is basically where this, where this, this young boy gets adopted by Santa's elves, and he's the only human to be raised in the North Pole. But, in fact, I'm just going to let you see this clip. You'll get a little idea of who Elf is. Oh, don't you love Buddy? Buddy is so different. That's what we all love about Buddy. He is so different. And so many of us as Christians, you know, we, as a Christian, we should be different, right? So our first point is pretty easy today. Be different. As a Christian, be different. You know, we, we try to live our lives doing everything we can to fit in. We try to fit in at work. We try to fit in at, at, out there in the malls. We try to fit in. We just try to want to be part of the crowd. That's how we are as Christians. Oftentimes, but really we should be a little weird. We should be a little bit different as Christians. Don't you think that um, as a Christian, our life should look a little bit different? In fact, let's look at what it says in First Peter 2.11. Here's what the Bible says about it. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and aliens to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. You know, really what that's saying is that I urge you to be different. I urge you to not be the norm. I urge you to not just be part of the crowd. I urge you to stand out a little bit as a Christian. There's really three applications that we can look at this. And, and really it's, how do we, how do we apply this? How do we actually be different as a Christian? I think one of the things we can do is we can think differently. We can actually think different than the world. You know, the world tells us when somebody wrongs us that we need to wrong them back. But maybe as a Christian, the Bible tells us that we need to, what does the Bible say? says to love our enemies, pray for those who who persecute you. That's what the Bible tells us to do. That's thinking differently. We need to do different. Instead of getting even with that person, instead of paying them back, maybe acts of kindness, maybe doing things for them. I was watching a video here recently about these, uh, about these boys that had to do an act of kindness for bullies, and it changed their life and their perspective. And it was really kind of cool. Because they were doing different. And maybe it's talk differently. I think one of the best traits of Elf is he's very complimentary of others. 
he tells his coworker this one this one scene where he tells his coworker, "Your face is so pretty, you could be on a Christmas card." And and he, then he goes into the cafe, and you just saw that scene where he tells him, "Congratulations, the best cup of coffee in the world." I love that scene because his attitude, his talk is different. When do we as Christians compliment one another? It seems like we've become so quick to judge one another, to point the finger at other people's wrongs. And I love Elf because he just like sees, they have a sign that says best cup of coffee in the world. We're going to put a sign up here that says best church in the world. So next week you guys come in and say, congratulations, we did it. Best church in the world. So I want to challenge you to do something right now. This is very serious. Turn to somebody and say, you look marvelous. Or turn to somebody and say, you smell marvelous. Okay, I want you to do that right now. I mean, this is really serious, so do it right now. Turn to somebody and say, you look marvelous. Or you smell marvelous. So check this out. You guys are having way too much fun. It's Christmas morning. Uh, so our first point, be different. Our second point is, don't be an angry elf. It's, it's Christmas Day. I love that I saw most of you walking in here, and I love that most of you walked in here with a huge smile on your face, and you were excited to be here this morning. Give yourselves a round of applause for that. That's how it should be every day. Don't be an angry elf. You know, that's a super funny click, clip, but in the reality of life is, is people don't like to hang out with angry people. You know, anger, isn't it interesting that anger has been a subject here at Bay Hills four or five times in the last two or three months that has come up in messages. So maybe some of us, including myself, we need to hear a little bit about anger. Being angry, it, it's one of those topics that we don't like to talk about. And maybe talking about it in a funny way can help us sometimes get through it. You know, the Bible tells us very, very clearly, James 1.20, it says, it says, man's anger does not bring about the righteous life God desires. You know, God wants us to have this righteous life, but our anger holds us back from living that righteous life, from having that righteousness that God wants us to have. And then, and then Proverbs 29, 22 says, an angry person starts fights. A hot temper person commits all kinds of sin. I know for many of us, it's difficult to control our anger. But that's what we need to do. We need to learn to control our anger. Anger is one of those things that left unchecked, left uncontrolled, it will ruin our relationships. So here are three applications for us today. Number one is be more patient. Be more patient. Have a little more patience with people. You know, instead of being quick to react, be slow to react. You know, the Bible The Bible's very clear that we need to be, you know, slow to anger. We need to be quick to listen, slow to speak. The Bible's very clear on that. You know, it's it's interesting, but... I think that patience is one of those things. If we look at Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, it's, it's a thing that we have to have patience. In fact, the, the, the Greek word for patience means, means slow anger. That's really what it means. That's what the word patient means in, in the Greek. And I'd say it for you, but I'd screw it all up and somebody would be watching on Facebook or something and then I, they'd, they'd write me or something. More quiet. Isn't our volume one of those things? that escalates when we're angry. Maybe we should bring our volume level down. Our tone matters. We can be really loud about something, and I just woke three people up in the back. (laughs) Or we can have a tone that's soft, that responds, well, my wife is amazing at this. She's the most amazing, calm, 
light tone person when it comes to anger issues. So she's always talking softly to me. (laughs) Um, More smiling. You know, I asked somebody the other day, I said, hey, are you excited to be here? And they said, yeah, I'm excited. I said, notify your face. Let us know. Smile once in a while. Smile once in a while. Did you know that it takes 17 muscles to smile, but it takes 43 to frown? 43 muscles to frown. It takes more muscles. Now, I know some of you are, I'm just working out. You know, (laughs) really? Okay. Smile more. It's only 17 muscles. You know, when we frown, it causes wrinkles. Here's what I tell people. People say, are you, are you okay? Are you okay, Dave? I said, I'm just focused. I, no, I might not be focused. But I need to learn to smile more. We all need to learn to smile more. In fact, um, I want to see some of your teeth. Because some of you have really pretty teeth that I never get to see them. And I cover my teeth with this beard. I'm trying to get my wife to let me shave it, but she won't yet. So I'm going to let it grow like big down here like ZZ Top. And then I'm going to get a bass guitar. I'll be really cool. I can't play a bass guitar, but I could, I could look cool doing it, not playing it. So smile more. Smile more. You know, there's a singing theme throughout the movie. And, and uh, uh, the next clip we're going to show you, it talks about, you know, the, the best way of having... In fact, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Let's just let the clip show you. Uh, I think that's my favorite clip of the movie. Uh, having five daughters, you know, oh... Just, uh, but spreading Christmas cheer, I love that line that he says, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You know, this is Jesus' birthday, and one of the things that we do, um, Dave didn't do this last night because yesterday wasn't Jesus' birthday, and today is. I mean, really, look on the calendar, it says it right there, Jesus' birthday. Um, one thing we do at youth group here at Bay Hills is we sing happy birthday to someone whose birthday is on a youth group night. So you know what we're all going to do right now because of this clip is we're going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. So this is totally impromptu. Dave doesn't even know I'm doing this unless he's watching on Facebook Live right now. So we're going to do this. you got to sing loud. We're going to sing happy birthday. All of you that sing poorly, this is your chance to shine, okay? Because everybody sings happy birthday. I'll start low so we can all hit it, okay? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Wow. Give a round of applause for Jesus. But don't we all want that Christmas cheer? Eggnog, lights, tinsel, ornaments, gift exchanges. You know, that's what we all do this time of year, and we look for those things to make us happy. But our real Christmas cheer, our real joy, really comes from Jesus. In fact, there's a story in the Bible about a guy named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He was this guy that was, he was very curious about Jesus, and he wanted to follow Jesus. But as a tax collector, you know, he, he probably wasn't probably the nicest guy in the world. And the one characteristic that we know, the one trait that we know about Zacchaeus is he was a wee little man. He was short. In fact, growing up as a kid, his friends probably made fun of him and called him Elf. They probably did. Here's what it says in Luke 19.5. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, so he climbed up in this sycamore tree, and he climbed up there and he said, Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. I must be a guest in your home today. See, Zacchaeus wanted to see just a glimpse of Jesus. He was willing to climb this tree. 
It's, it's interesting, in, in, in the beginning of the movie, Buddy, Buddy has to go a long way to get to New York City to see his real dad. Um, he, 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 has to, he has to go through the, the, the uh, sea of candy cane trees, and you see the movie, and, and Gumdrop Valley, and all this. And he goes into, through the Lincoln Tunnel, and he's walking through it like this. And he has to go a long way just to see his father. Zacchaeus climbed a tree so he could get a glimpse of Jesus. But I love what it says in verse 6. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down, and he took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Isn't that how we as Christians should live our lives? Wanting just to get a glimpse of Jesus and find our joy in Him? You know what's interesting is I had somebody say to me about a month ago, and I met them right outside this door, and they know who they are if they're here today. And they said to me, I see Jesus in you, and that's why I want to come to Bay Hills. Do people see Jesus in you? Do people see Jesus in us? We want people to see Jesus in us. So here's three suggestions. Number one is get excited about Jesus. I know some of you took a big gasp of air yesterday when David Carr went down and he had an injury. You know, that's it's awful. But as excited as you get about watching your Raiders win, and I'm slowly becoming a Raiders fan because my Seahawks lost again. I'm like, come on, they look so bad going in the playoffs. But as excited as you get about the Raiders, get that excited, actually more excited about Jesus. See, Elf was super excited when he heard Santa was coming. He was super excited when he first met his dad. If you watch the movie, you'll see that scene. It's a great scene. We should get that excited about Jesus. And I think the second thing is we need to seek him out like Zacchaeus did. Zacchaeus just wanted a glimpse of Jesus. He just wanted to see this guy that everybody was talking about. That everybody was talking about. See, I think we could change the, I could think we could change the East Bay if, if we were, everybody was talking about, if all of us were talking about Jesus all the time. Zacchaeus wanted just a glimpse of that. Seek him out. And then the, then the third thing is spread and you see how we have it highlighted and bolded, Christmas cheer. Because isn't that really what today is about? It's about Christ. It's about Jesus. It's about, it's about a Savior. Because really, the birth, we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas if it wasn't for the death and the resurrection. Because then Jesus would have just been another dude born 2,000 years ago. But because because of what he did on the cross is why we celebrate what we're celebrating today, his birth. So I'm going to ask the, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. But, but as they're working their way up, I'm going to go over this summary slide with you guys. And, and you can pick one of these three things. One is be different. Maybe you need to work on being a little different. Number two is maybe you need to work on not being an angry elf. Or the third one is spread a little Christmas cheer. You know, somebody asked me the other day if I get offended when people say happy holidays to me. And I said, no, I don't get offended by that at all because I know what it really means. Because holiday is holy day. So when somebody says happy holy day to you, or as they may say it, mispronouncing it, holiday, think of it as a compliment. That they're really saying, 
They're really saying that the day we're celebrating today, this holy day, Christmas, is about a Savior. And they might not even know it. And so instead of getting offended when somebody says happy holiday, tell them thank you. I appreciate that because I celebrate Jesus' holy day too, His birthday. And say Merry Christmas back to them. That will really blow their minds. And they'll kick you out of their store, but that's okay. You know, as we, uh, as we wrap up, we know that this time of the year is a lot about receiving gifts. We love when our kids are opening presents, and it's so cool to see our kids and, and that joy that they have in receiving those gifts. But part of being different is the giving of the gift. That giving. Now, Jesus' birthday was probably a few months later, but Jesus received gifts, the gifts for a king on his birthday. And we're going to celebrate in two ways as we finish our service up today. Is we're going to want to, we're going to celebrate by giving a gift to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords through our tithes and offerings. And this is our last chance for the year to give our gifts. Yes, even on Christmas, as much as we received, it's time for us to give. And then we're going to take a time to light some candles. And I know it's daylight, and I know we're going to sing Silent Night and O Holy Night, and it's daylight out. But really what the candle represents, what that candle represents is you and I being the light of the world. Being that city on a hill Jesus to someone that doesn't know Jesus. That's what that candle represents. So as we're singing these next two songs, think about Jesus. Think about the gift he was to all of us. And think about what he asked us to do to be the light and the salt to the world. Father, we are so grateful for all that you do for us. And Lord, I know that this time of year for many can be, can be very, very hard. But Lord, as we give our gifts and we light these candles, I pray that those stresses, those worries, Lord, would just, would just go away, even for just the moment. And that this could be a time of honoring you truly honoring what you did for us on that cross. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. It's our hope that today's podcast has enriched your life and answered questions you may have had. If you'd like more information about what was said in this podcast or about Bay Hills Community Church, you can reach us on the Internet at www.bayhills.net. 
Bay Hills, located in El Sobrante, California, exists to help everyone take their next step closer to Jesus. Thanks again for listening.